This is the Man in a Room podcast. going uh this is episode four of man in a room who would have thought that this would get to four episodes not i honestly i can't believe like six weeks ago i was like oh should i do a podcast should i do a podcast and now here we are four weeks later still going strong so woo as has been well documented throughout the episodes i have had quite a number of technological issues not only with my computer but also now ready for this other stuff in my house is going wrong. Do you remember, like, I mentioned that I had to sort out how to set the the clock on my microwave? That took me so much effort. I just had to go on my laptop, and I had to you know, find the the make and the brand, and I had to download the PDF just to find how to set the clock. It was ridiculous. Because, uh, yeah, well, that's one thing anyway. But now, right, I do have quite a few gadgets around my house. They're quite cheap, really. I've got some Google Minis. Well, I used to live in a bigger place, you see, and I had Google Home Minis just to dot around the place, but now I live in like a quite a small, I'll say cozy flat, and there's literally one in every room now because there's actually uh, less rooms where I live now. So I've got those, which is really good for listening to music. But I also have a few of these little gadgets where I can turn on like lights with my phone or with my voice because of the, the Google Minis, you see, and they aren't working anymore. And I was just thinking, I'm like, I've got some very expensive light bulbs going on here, and I'm not very happy about it. I'm not going to lie. So, I can't believe that. First world problems, innit? I have to use my thumb to turn a light on, and my other finger, index finger, to turn it off again. That's fair, isn't it? That's 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 a first world problem right there. That's ridiculous, isn't it? I, like, I have to slam it now, I have to use my hand. And also, I can't dim them. So, uh, you know, actually, do you know what? Feel bad for me. I'm joking around. But yeah, the reason why I had them uh, was because sometimes when I get home from work, it's like, you know, because you live alone, you don't really want to sort of go home to like a, a place where it's just not lived in. Like you have to sort of come home and sort everything out. I used to have it set up so that by the time I got home, uh, like the lights would be on and have like music playing. So I could literally like I've just left it. Um, So it's not. I don't come home to an empty house. A quiet house. That sounds... I'm not trying to get, like, sympathy from you, by the way. But it's just nice to come back to a, a house where, you know, it just sounds lived in. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like a welcome hug for when I get home. It's actually really nice. I like it anyway. But I can't do that at the minute. So, uh, yeah. Expensive light bulbs. But that's fine. I mean, I, I understand they're ex- extravagant and all that kind of thing. And I'm actually quite surprised how many people actually have those. I know at least four people who have those lights on and all the weird sort of gadgets, that, you know, the, the voice activated stuff like Google Mini or that kind of stuff. You know, the amount of people who have like Google Mini or Alexa, I, I don't think Apple have one. I don't, I don't know. They, they probably do. But although no, they have Siri, that's right. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just nuts. 
to think that how many people actually use that on a day-to-day basis. And the funny thing is, and I'm not advocating that you go out and buy these gadgets, by the way, but I say to people, if you get one Google Mini, it's really good because like you can listen to the you know listen to Spotify or the radio or whatever, whatever you no know, in that room. It's it's amazing. It's like it's a whole game changer. That's why I listen to so much music because I literally have it on the background all the time. I literally have it on uh, the daily mix or whatever. And um, I say it's amazing. So, but then when you leave the room, it's, you, know, you can't hear anymore. So it's like it's just in one room. And I said that it's a real game changer when you get a second one and you put it in your bedroom because when you've done that, that's a proper like, game changer because you can set an alarm for the morning. Uh, you can get it to tell you what the weather is in the morning and all this it's all this kind of stuff. And I've got there's so much things I've got set up. Like it's actually ridiculous. So I use this website um, called ift.com and I've got so many things hooked up to Google Assistant. It's insane. Like really nerdy stuff as well. Like I get it to remind me to, well, I don't remind me to meditate, but I, I, I meditate every day by the way. And I know I do because I get it to, to play meditation to me every every day and it records that I've done it on a Google Calendar because I'm a bit of a nerd and I've worked out how to do that. So I've actually got this calendar where it's got all the different bits and pieces sort of marked on there. Like I know when I've say I've meditated, I know what time I go to bed, I know what time I get up. I've got all this stuff sorted out just from using Ift, and it's honestly those two together, it's insane. It's a like I say, it's a proper game changing thing. Um, but yeah, this is just good to have. I've literally just sat here, right, bigging up Google. I shouldn't be doing that. That's supposed to be evil. And there I am. But then uh, at the same time, not as evil as Amazon. So uh, there goes any sponsorship from Audible in the future. They are Amazon, aren't they? I don't know. But they are. So <laughs> like, like Google's no better, to be fair. But um, anyway, I am going to have a little break. And uh, I'm going to have my cup of tea that I've made earlier. That's one of my little rituals. I have a cup of tea before the... Uh, I make a cup of tea before I start recording, and then I drink that during the break. And then I sort of sit here and think, okay, what can I talk about next? That's how it works. It's insane. It's like looking behind the curtain. Uh, I'll, I'll have a break, and then I'll be back in a second. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, please do not hesitate to send them to show at maninaroom.co.uk. There's a lot that could be said about me, but one of the things that could be said about me the most is that I do love a good conspiracy, a good yarn, as it were. I do like that kind of whole, is it, isn't it kind of thing. Love it. Like anything like that. And... I also love the Beatles. And there's this conspiracy from many years ago called the Paul is Dead hoax. And if you don't know what that is, it's insane, right? So the story goes that in 1966, Paul McCartney had a car accident, died. They then replaced him with a Paul McCartney lookalike called William Campbell. He was Scottish. And ever since that moment, that's actually not been Paul McCartney. That's that's where it comes from. That, uh, that's a stupid thing. And you get this information by looking at your LP covers and be like, okay, so on Abbey Road, they're all dressed like they're going to go to a funeral because you got Paul McCartney who's walking across the road barefoot. He's the he's the dead body because some cultures don't 
have shoes on they're dead then you've got George Harrison who looks like a grave digger you have Ringo Starr being I know the the I don't know who I think he's a mourner and then you've got John Lennon who's the is the priest or whatever and then you've also got like stuff in Sergeant Pepper because you know that's literally so fresh because that's a year later after then it's 1967 so there's lots of clues there there's that it's a funeral there's a left-handed bass guitar on the front cover that is in a um like this made out of flowers and it's only got three strings which means there's only three members left all that kind of stuff it's just really stupid but it's it's quite funny when you actually um look at it like that because all of these weird sort of clues and like one of the common ones is oh there's a hand above paul mccartney's head because in some cultures that means that that person's dead or is going to die or something like that i don't know what culture that is but they just say some culture or some cultures that's what that signifies and it's, it's just quite interesting. And when you get sort of down into it, it's like there's some proper like nerdy things like, oh, if you play this song backwards, it says this. It says, turn me on, dead man. It says, I buried Paul. It says, I don't know, uh, Paul is dead. Miss him, miss him, miss him. And it, all those things that you, if you listen hard enough, you can hear it, but you wouldn't notice it if it, you know. And it's, it's just fun because one of my actual party tricks is is that if, if someone wants to really have a really nerdy night i actually know all the clues off by heart pretty much and it's just fun looking through it i mean it's a, it's a fun entertainment thing i mean maybe that could be something we could do in the future i don't know how that would work if anyone's interested in me talking through the paul is dead hoax i'll more than happily do that um in fact that probably will be something i'm gonna write that down in my book i've got a journal book here it's a bullet journal i recommend them highly and uh, I basically I make notes, which is why I've been making so many episodes of this, is because I keep notes of everything. Paul is dead. Uh, podcast. Um, I don't know how I work with audio. I can't use the audio from it, but I can talk you through it. I can recreate them with my own voice. Uh, yeah, that'd be funny. Um, but anyway. Uh, one of the other conspiracies that was actually very interesting, which was, I don't know if people know about this conspiracy or not, but there's a rumour that if you watch The Wizard of Oz and have Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon playing, they sync up. That you'll watch it, and certain lyrics will have certain, or will be seen on the screen. Like, there's certain drum beats are met and all this kind of stuff, and there's certain things happen at certain parts of songs, and it's like, you know, this this really intricate thing that is actually people are obsessed with it um and as i found like a list of things that's supposed to happen well that's exciting stuff isn't it i had a copy of the wizard of oz on dvd when i found out about this well that's actually pretty good and um so i was like okay i'm gonna download the list and then i'm going to go out and buy a copy of pink floyd's dark side of the moon on compact disc i did that and i thought right i'm gonna sync these up it's gonna be great but I thought, oh, hang on a second, there's a slight problem with this. I know The Wizard of Oz a little bit. I've seen it you know, a good few times. I think everybody has. It's a classic. And so then I thought, well, I don't really know Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. At the time, I didn't really know it. So I got it, and I thought, okay, this is especially one of the best albums that's been ever made. It's up there with Sgt. Pepper, apparently, and there's, like, Dark Side of the Moon. I said, right, I've never listened to it, so let's get into some Pink Floyd. Never listened to Pink Floyd before at this point. I thought, sweet, here we go. Popped it on. And um, I listened to it, and I listened to it. I must have listened to it about five times, I'd probably say. 
And it was at that point that I realized something. I don't really like it. I tried my hardest to like Dark Side of the Moon, but I just couldn't get on with it. I just don't, I just, I don't know. There's something about Pink Floyd and me. It just doesn't quite gel. I don't know what it is. I do my best. Um, but it's just, I'm not, I just can't get into them. I don't know what it is. I mean, I mean, sometimes Pink Floyd will come on, on Spotify occasionally when you put it on like Shuffle or whatever. Or suddenly you'll get like a, a song from Dark Side of the Moon, such as, I think the only ones I liked from that is Money, uh, what's the other one? The the Great Gig in the Sky. That's just a great piece of, of uh, but even then, it's like, I, I don't know. But if they if they come on the on Spotify, I'm like, oh, I'll leave it on. But it doesn't happen very often. So then what happened was, all these all these years later, there was, I was watching this BBC4 documentary, because uh, they have these documentaries where they have, like, they basically take apart an album like the recording process and, you know, techniques and outtakes and all this, all this kind of, it's quite interesting. And they did one about Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. And that really fascinated me. I thought, this is a really good story. This is like a, this album sounds amazing. I didn't like uh, Dark Side of the Moon, but I might give Wish You Were Here a go because, you know, it's actually quite interesting. The fact that this band was going through this sort of existential thing and they just needed to work out what's going on with their lives and they made this album. So I went out and got it, and I listened to it, and I listened to it, and I listened to it, and I was like, okay, I actually quite like this. This is actually a really good album. In fact, it's probably one of my favourite albums, because it's just so, it just sums up what existential crisis feels like. I've been through one or two of those, they're not great, but that album really helps you. It's like, yeah, I get it, I get this, this is summing up pretty well. It's a very depressing album, though. It's not really a happy song. or There's not really happy, that many happy songs on it. If there are any... But I mean, well, there's Wish You Were Here, which is like a massive, long piece of music, and then you've also got um, a few other bits and pieces on there as well. But I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's a good album, and I recommend it. I'm actually very passionate about music, and uh, the thing is that I would like to talk about it more on this show, but I need to make sure that it's interesting. And I'm sorry if it's boring, which is why I need to try and work out. I don't know if people want, you know, really listen to this for. I don't know what people listen to this for anyway. I mean, what they listen to it for, I don't know. But I don't understand why people listen to it in the first place. But they do, it seems. So you know, it is what it is. Um. So anyway, I've waffled on now for quite a bit, and uh, I'm ready to actually probably go to bed because I want to watch some TV before I go to bed and all that kind of stuff. So I work tomorrow, so that's all right. So uh, yeah. Anyway. I'll speak to you all again soon, and uh, yeah, I uh, hope you have a good day, or had a good day, or I need to work out a way to sign off. I mean, I'm struggling with the introductions, to be fair. That weird hello thing, I don't know what that was all about. I, was, I thought, well, how how can I spice this up a little bit? Yeah, don't know. So, you know, rubbish intros and rubbish outros. So this is probably going to be it. So I need to come up with some sort of way of saying goodbye each week. It makes it easier. I'll say it like this. See you next time. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk.